Welcome back to the Seventh Star to the Right podcast. This will be our fifth session. Is it two or from? <laughs> it's two. It's two. It's okay. two. Not from. Are you sure? Because, <laughs> yeah, it's two. We'll figure it I out. I thought it was seven. <laughs> it's just seven. Um, all right. So, you guys leveled up at the end of last session, and I told you all to come here leveled up. So, I hope Did you that. all are. So, for um, sure. For people who. For the person listening who doesn't know how character advancement works, we're talking to you. <laughs> we're talking specifically to you, and we love you. Um, so you gain some additional hit points, uh, like you roll uh, number of d6 equal two to your level. D6. Yeah, well, you guys will be rolling two d6 because you're level two, yeah. um, and then you'd be adding things, um, uh, adding your Constitution modifier to each of those rolls. I know if you're a warrior, you gain some more hit points. If you have another mm-hmm. feat, you get some more hit points. Um, saving throws get a little bit easier. Um, you guys have better attack bonuses, so you won't be as shit in combat. Oh, yeah. I Some am of us. not shit in <laughs> combat. <laughs> I did great in combat. Get a man with a motorcycle. Have we uh, figured out that homebrew rule yet? Vehicular <laughs> nah, we'll, homicide? We're we still we'll working on that. that bridge when we come to it okay. a second time. Uh, yeah. We'll cross <laughs> that vehicular manslaughter bridge when we vehicular manslaughter get to it. <laughs> um, you guys would get some uh, skill points that you can spend on increasing increasing certain skills or increasing attributes. And also on levels two, five, seven, and 10, you guys gain new focuses, which are like new abilities. Foci, I'm sorry. Of course, of course. So let's go around the table real quick and uh, figure out what people did with their characters. And David, you look like the most ready. Sure, man. I'm 100% just playing with my dice, but (laughs) I will absolutely talk to the the person. Hi. (laughs) How's it going? <laughs> uh, yeah, so at level two, I, David, playing Alex, uh, took psychic training as my foci. So Alex is a little bit better at biopsionics. He can heal people. Um, and now that he has level one in that, I actually get HP back to people instead of just, uh, you know, if they're dying, stopping that. They'll actually get hit points now. And for my level one technique, I took remote repair. Uh, so I don't have to be right next to somebody to heal them. They can be up to 100 meters away. As long as I can see them, they can be back up on their feet. Uh, But using that costs one more effort than it normally would, uh, using that remote repair feature. Uh, In the similar vein, he got better at healing. Uh, He is a little bit better at shooting. He's kind of gotten over his gun phobia just a little bit. It started bringing it back and polishing up the skills. So he now has a zero to shoot as opposed to a negative one. Ooh. Very nice, very nice. Um, and in addition, I took a skill point in program just because he's been on comms a few times now. Um, so he kind of has a base feeling for that. So that's also up to zero from negative one. He's a little bit hardier uh, now at 12 hit points from the six uh, that was there. And that is my level up. Fun times. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll go next. I didn't roll so great on the whole hit point thing, so I gained a mighty one hit point (laughs) for a total of eight. So that's exciting. Um, For my focus technique, I took Ironhide, which is you have an innate armor class of 15 plus half your character level rounded up. So super exciting. You're going to be hard to hit, huh? I'm hoping. I'm trying to protect my eight hit points. Um, And then I increased shoot 
up to a plus one and pilot up to a plus one. So you're a shooty pilot. I'm a very shooty pilot. Cool. Philip. All right. So uh, Micah took as her focus uh, the second level of psychic training and telekinesis, uh, which just basically gives me extra points to keep doing telekinetic things. Uh, so got a technique uh, called pressure field, which basically lets me form a uh, telekinetic vacuum suit, vac suit that can kind of like pressurize and protect us in harsh environments. So that's going to be neat. That's uh, awesome. neat. Micah so, has also been trying to pay attention more in combat <laughs> and has, has tried, uh, I put a point to notice. <laughs> Uh, and also exert because we spent a lot of time on the ship and I've been doing that yoga, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Power yoga. Power yoga. Oh, and also a point in telekinesis too. Cool. Nice. So for that, that vac suit sort of psychic thing, does that mean you can exist in the vacuum of space for a certain amount of time? I was looking at the book and that wasn't entirely clear. Okay. Uh, it says it functions like a vac suit, but I, do you need to like attach oxygen to a vac suit? It can pressurize thin atmospheres, but I'm not, I think in the vacuum of space, we could live for like a little bit. Yeah, definitely better than not having that in the so vacuum like of not space. instantly boiling, but not running around on... Oh, don't worry. There, there are actual hard rules about being exposed to the vacuum oh, of I, space. I'm sure yeah. there are. So yeah, for it can do like heat and cold in extremes up to a certain point, but a pretty high point mm -hmm. uh, very well. Cool. Awesome. All right. You guys got all new bells and whistles. I don't, I don't get anything new to play with. But um, I mean, you should have leveled up Claire. I, I, <laughs> she got really good at hiding she's, in the smuggler's hole. She finally got to go to the bathroom. Did she? I don't know. Did she? No, I she, don't think so. We don't decide this. Yet. <laughs> literally, well, don't here. put this on me. I'm trying to remember this. Um, maybe. Things were hard. Yeah, because you guys like landed and then immediately. Speaking of things that happened during last session, what do you guys remember from last session? So, so the, the the last session began with you entering, going into, uh, coming out of metadimensional space, mm -hmm. and then seeing absolutely nothing. Then you guys proceeded to Gal. Do you guys remember what happened after that? We met up with Atlas and somebody else who does not have cool laser eyes. Her name was Dahlia. Oh. Delia. Delia, crap. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so, and they hired us to go track down a caravan that they lost contact with. And then we flew over there and we found it. Yeah, and we hid, we hid Claire in the smuggler's hold before we went out, which was probably a good idea. Um, and then we found it and everything was on fire and everything was terrible. Um, and we ended up landing between what we assumed to be the people who attacked the caravans, one of their two hover cycles, and the caravan itself, which became incredibly relevant later when I stole said hover cycle and <laughs> ran over a person with it. Ran over the last man with it. Yeah, yeah. He, he almost got away. <laughs> then he didn't. Zoom, zoom. <laughs> Yeah, and that, that, that pretty much covers the entirety of the last session. So you guys are now situated here with, um, you've got Delia and Atlas with you. You've just dispatched three men. You also saw 
one, uh, a man, a hostage gets shot in front of you. You would assume that uh, Atlas and Delia did not take that too well. Um, the front car is the one on fire, and maybe there's someone in there, but if they if there is anyone in there, they're in a bad way. Yeah. And um, Alex was able to pull the man from the second car out and um, resuscitate him. Yeah, get him stabilized. Yeah. So Great. we go back into this this scene now where you've got one truck on fire, another truck rammed into it, and another one pulled off to the side. And um, three dead culprits sort of strewn about <laughs> the battlefield. Given that these they don't need these anymore, can I keep the hover cycles? Is that an, in, is that an in-character question? That is I'm, an in-character question. I mean, who are you, who are you yeah, asking? Do you just... <laughs> Can put it on the ship. That's true. Okay. This is mine now. From the other side of the road, you hear like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so, so were you directing that at anyone in particular or just stating it outright saying like, well, since these, there aren't any owners of these vehicles anymore. It was a little bit of a, so we got hired by Atlas and Delia. So I feel like they're kind of in charge here. So if they were to say like, no, we need these so that was directed at like Delia and Atlas. Yeah, probably um, whichever one was closer and ran up and shot the guy in the head. I believe that was Delia. Yeah. Um, uh, Delia killed one dude and then Atlas uh, sniped the other guy across the way. The one you'd hit with a uh, with yeah. your car. Yeah. So whoever whoever's closer to me, I I just want to ask. I think you know. I think Delia is the closer one to you. Sounds great. And is also the more vocal. Um, leader, and you direct this question to her, and she's in a phase, and she goes, um, "Yeah, don't. They're all yours, hun." And she's uh, looking down at um, the hostage that was shot in front of her, and she um, blinks out and like, "Okay, um, we need to get this cargo out of the burning truck." Um, and also the adjacent truck. Uh, we need that desperately. Um, is um, is everybody accounted for? Uh, oh, here, uh, do no, have... there was a driver in the first truck. Uh, Atlas, can you I'll go? go with them. So you and Atlas go around to the front of the truck, and the front of the truck is... It's mangled to say the least. Uh, it's obvious that the fire started from this area. Do you want to try and put it out and see if you can... Can we get to the door without touching the, the fire, or is there... It is engulfed in flames, oh. the the, the, um, the carriage of this ATV. Yeah, I don't have... Any... Is there... Um, what, what's the state of the ground around here? Is it like sandy or kind of loose dirt or um, rocky? It's uh, it's loose dirt, um, rocky. It's it's more of a um, a chateau kind of um, midwestern than like a Sahara desert, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna kind of hold up uh, my shirt to my nose. Uh, Micah, do you have? Uh, can you pull on the handle? From uh, yeah, it's yeah. a bit bit hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, so I will kind of move over so I can see where they are uh, and try and pull open the door. Okay. So the um, 
the ATV is on its side. Um, so you try and pull the door oh, sort of up, point it open like a, a can opener. Um, Atlas gets up on the side of the uh, the, the truck where the, the flames aren't really licking, and he tries to look in. He says, I don't see anything. I don't know who was driving this, but they're not here anymore. Then he gets down off of the truck and sort of brushes himself off and looks over at Delia, and she just sort of shakes her head. For what it's worth, I am and have been since originally requested unloading stuff from various vehicles. <laughs> cool. Um, you know what? Uh, is anyone going to help Nona with this? I think well, Atlas like, would like... try and rescue the person, is, and I was just, I was told to do a thing, so I'm going to do is that thing. Is there any stuff still supposedly in some of the trucks that are on fire. So currently. there there's currently one truck that it's on its side is on fire. Yeah. Um that I assume is the most pressing of the we need to get things out of this one. Hmm. There is also a truck that's slammed into the on fire one that's mangled in its own right but not currently on fire that uh that's the um that's the ATV that the um freelancers came out of with the hostage. Um, so there's some stuff sort of, you, you can see boxes sort of strewn about from the second um, ATV. But um, everything still appears to be within all of the uh, the trucks. Okay. Uh, I'd like to try and, I'm still holding a, a grip on the door that I held open for Atlas. I'd like to try and wrench it off the hinge. The entire door? Yeah. How heavy is All that? All right. Oh, yeah, no. you should just be able to it's do that, fire. I think. I mean, it's it is on fire and a the little melted and mangled, but if you want to take it, you sure, certainly right. can. Well, I need this. For a reason. <laughs> I need this. What, what I'd like to hinges? But I'd like to try <laughs> not happening this time. What I like to try and do is use it as kind of like a a big shovel to start like putting dirt on the fire and try and dampen it out. Okay. So, I'm who I think I'm going to need an uh, an exert from this. That's probably fair. an exert. Um, what do you? What uh, attribute do you use for your um, your what should I call it? Your telekinesis. Constitution. Constitution. I think I've had you do this before, where you do a. I think I had you do a constitution sneak. Um, <laughs> so um, when you tried to pull that <laughs> that rod out and just scraped it. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to want you to do a, a constitution, uh, exert. All right. Um, to try and, um, mitigate the flames. Is anyone going to try and help him put out, help her put out the, um, the, the flames at all? Or so oh, Atlas no. is going to go with, with Nona and start unloading things. Cause he's big and bulky. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to go over to the various bodies that are around. Are they like good and dead or are they? Uh, so I can't remember how, dead. how all of these um, men died. Wow. The hostage. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I haven't Heartless. listened to the last episode recently. Um, <laughs> Meta. <laughs> I know the hostage was shot through the temple. He is good and well, very dead. Um, the others um, were 
some combination of shot and or hit by a grav cycle, <laughs> hover cycle. Yeah. Um, and they are also All right. quite dead. Okay, cool. Then I'm going to uh, just kind of take a moment and look at all the bodies. Deep breath, shake my head, and uh, go help unload. Okay. Um, so uh, what did you roll for? Uh, did you fill up the roll? Yes, I got an 11 for my brain exertion. <laughs> okay. So you have been able to put out the the worst of the flames. You don't feel like there's any imminent danger to anything exploding or any cargo going up in flames. So you don't have to be as fast to unload these things. Sweet. Cool. Uh, cool. Good job, Micah. Delia, dirty now, but. <laughs> Delia uh, walks over to um, Alex and says, um, um, <clears throat> first two trucks aren't going to be able to make it all the way back to Rugged, Ragged Springs. Uh, could we... Uh, Use your ship to move those first two cargo. Either myself or Atlas can take the uh, the last truck. Of course, uh, plenty of cargo space. As long as I look over to Micah and uh, Nona, as long as everybody is okay with that. How really? Hold up a really, thumbs up. <laughs> really fast question: How big is the ship compared to the rest of this stuff? Like, obviously, we would be able to fit the cargo on there. Is there any like? Would the truck also fit in there? Like, could we just put everything in there and just fly them over to where they're going? The truck itself won't fit. It's okay. a little bit, uh, it's unwieldy to get in. I think it will be a little bit longer than would actually fit in the- <laughs> um get stuck in one of those full forward and inch pull back. <laughs> more, more so you'd have to keep like, the the door to the the actual ship open oh, and just get, get like one of those bungee in. cords <laughs> over the front, oh, no. really sketchy like. Um, so the truck itself won't fit in. Okay. All of the cargo will fit in. I, I think you guys have something along the order of like 160 tons of mm-hmm. cargo space. Each of these could only carry, I think, about 20 tons. Mm-hmm. So um, all of the cargo within all of these would fit, but there's no point in unloading yeah. the third truck if it can still drive. It just pulled off to the right. side. Cool. All right. Then, then yeah, of course, we'll start loading that up. Are you guys... Um, I want you all to roll a, um, a wisdom notice check. Notice. I'm less bad I'm at that than at I those. used to be. I rolled two sixes, and then with my wisdom, I got a minus one, making that an 11. Good job, Nona. Two got an 11. I also have minus one, and I got a 10. (laughs) Wow. All right. So you guys are... uh, So the the, the first one was full of um, kind of everything that um, Delia said. It was um, full of, like... Food, water, medicine, mm-hmm. you know, the standard stuff that a um, a colony or a town needs in order to survive. The second truck, the one that um, the Okoye brothers, the yep. culprits, um, came out of, you start to pick up some of these boxes. One of them, obviously, was askew, a and Atlas was the one to pick this one up, mm-hmm. looked inside, and quickly sort of mm-hmm. closed the, um, the top of it, um, picked it up, and started just moseying on back to the ship without ever mentioning sort of what was in 
it, you guys all notice this. Yeah. And as you guys um, start to pick up these, they're a lot bulkier and heavier than the other boxes that you were carrying. You think there might be something different in these than the standard sort of really supplies. Cool. We, found, we found the porn boxes. Really, <laughs> really quick question is Atlas here. Porn stash. When we were talking with the, is it Akoye? Uh, the Okoye brothers. Yes. Yeah. When we when we were conversing with them or whoever was in charge of that little group, didn't they explicitly say something about there also being weapons here? Yeah. So, like, we know what's in the boxes. The question is, do we care? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. This this information is out there now. That's that's very fair. <laughs> I don't think it's any of our business what's in these. <laughs> I think we, I didn't care either. Yeah, we, we get what we came for, get some gas. Exactly. Like, I, I don't care. Darn, you I'm guys. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've known that they have weapons. So, <laughs> so you guys um, fully unload the, the first and the second trucks. Um, no questions were asked about maybe some of the, of the illicit cargo. Um, yeah, we got drugs on our ship. Yeah, they don't <laughs> ask questions we want either. <laughs> um, and as you guys were all doing this, um, Delia has been off to the side of the road um, and has been uh, digging some graves, specifically for all of the intact um, dead. So she's yes. pulled the the three um, freelancers, and they've they're shallow graves; they they're not six feet. Um, uh, as as she's kind of before she puts them in the ground, um, I want to go over. Uh, Delia, I do uh, appreciate the the hard work that suddenly went into digging these holes. But uh, we can give them a proper burial. We can load them onto the ship as well and take them back to Ragged Springs. It doesn't have to be on the side of the road. Well, these three men deserve a shallow grave, but. I guess for uh, poor old Noah, we should t- take him back. He ain't got no family, but you're right. He deserves to be with his kind. Yes, yeah, so one less hole. <laughs> <laughs> that is how math works. <laughs> kick the that's all, I, that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. yeah. So um, she sort of uh, looks to you. Um, asking for help to sort of move the the body that she called Noah. Did you know Noah from your time there? Oh yeah, I mean, I Alex uh, had probably met and you know spoken to or at least knew the name of every minor that was you know under his jurisdiction. Uh, yeah, if not because he specifically went out, but because Delia introduced him to each and every minor that mm-hmm. uh, was under his jurisdiction. So she looks to you to um, help with his feet and you guys lift him up and sort of take him over to the Blue Robin where you lay him down in the cargo hold and lay over like a nice blanket and, mm-hmm. and stuff. And she turns to you, Alex, and is like, I remember when that boy came to our town. I remember the first time I told him how to swing a hammer. You had to tell him how to. He wasn't always the brightest. He was not the brightest. Not the not the sharpest tool in the shed. 
She was looking kind of dumb. <laughs> Does he still have a finger and a thumb? <laughs> Try to have a somber moment, guys. Sorry. Sorry. We'll keep loading he has, stuff. He has most of a thumb. Again, not the brightest, but uh, very fun to work with. Yeah. Shame. See. Doesn't get uh, easier. No. Especially when uh, you're fighting. There's only more. Yeah. There's light at the end of the tunnel, but doesn't make digging the graves any easier, you know? No. She um, takes one last look at the uh, the body covered in the sheet and just shakes her head and goes over to uh, Atlas to help sort of uh, secure the supplies so they don't move around during the the tra- in transit. All right. Do you guys have anything else you want to do? I assume you guys are taking the hover cycles. Yes, those, very much those so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I asked if I could have them and I was told yes. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. I can have them. So um, both of them are pristine. Um, that almost like right off of the... Um, the factory line. One of them obviously has There's some dents in it. A little smudge of blood where <laughs> yeah. it ran over a man. That just makes it look more hardcore. <laughs> it's just rugged. Just, it's yeah. well used. Just throw <laughs> some hydrogen peroxide on it. It gets gets it right out. Yeah, well, um, yeah. So I think that, yes. So we'll take the hover cycles. We've taken the cargo from the back of the two trucks. I won't drive anymore. And... Um, I'm trying to figure out a way, speaking out of character for a moment, to get both of them to take the truck so that we can go confer with Claire because she's been in there for a while and I feel a little bit bad for her, um, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. but also. So you're, you're going to go in and like check in on her? Like- I, I would like to, but I don't think we should while either Delia or Atlas is on the ship. Okay. Do you let either of us know? Your plans? I have no idea. Um, with, if we happen to cross paths, sure, I yeah. will mention it. <laughs> cool. Uh, in that case, yeah. like, yeah, I'll, I'll go. Uh, Delia, <laughs> uh, can I talk to you outside uh, for a moment? Because Atlas is presumably still with the trucks and stuff. Yeah, he, he's se- securing the cargo right now. Also, what you guys do with that the man that Alex saved that pulled behind the, the third the truck? Are you? I assume you pulled him on. Yeah, the, we'll the, just the, stack him we're leaving him, on him right top there <laughs> of the dead guy. Yeah. Oh we're god. On storage space. Just kind of pulled him out of the sun. Uh, I don't know if he's up and going. Uh, my. He's when, I, when I healed him, right he was, now, yeah, 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 just kind of set him up uh, Are you guys going to put in the him in one of the spare rooms? I or mean, because I was going to ask if our ship had any, um, like, med bay or anything like that on it. There's no place that is specifically made for med- medicine. Hmm. There's, like, the cruise quarters, there's the lounge, and there's the kitchen. Um probably put him in somebody's room then all right i think you guys have one more spare room um that isn't used by any of you or wait yes that isn't by, used by any of you or um by claire so you, you guys are gonna uh, take him up and put him in there 
Yes. Lock the door. <laughs> yep. Stay there. You're going to keep anyone to watch on him or are you just leaving him up there? Um, I think we should keep somebody to watch on him because otherwise, if slash when he wakes up, that would not go well. Uh, yeah, I can stick around that door, keep an eye on the hallway. Okay. All right. Let All us right. know if he wakes up. Yeah, so, I'm yeah. taking Delian Atlas outside. Um, like us hanging out with the dude. His name's Mikey. With Mikey. <laughs> Mikey dude. Mikey Navarro. Oh. He has a name. Uh, <laughs> He's still alive. <laughs> is, is he For the, now. What, one of your old friends? Alex, that's another one of your crew? Uh, crew, yes. And when you're uh, part of my crew, you're definitely a friend. Uh, just because they are forced to be. That was a joke. Weird. Um, okay. <laughs> Got it's it. not a cult. I swear. Sometimes, sometimes I describe things and it just comes out sounding like a cult. It's not. Definitely. Well, I'll take your word for it. Um, yeah. So if Micah's with the unconscious dude, Mikey, and um, Alex has got Delia and Atlas both outside at the same time, I will go check on Claire. Mm-hmm. Um, and the general intention is to inform her of the situation as what's word efficiently as possible, and then to then see if she needs anything, but probably also should stay hiding. Okay, that's the goal. Um, I'd like to go to the bathroom, please. <laughs> okay, go go do that. <laughs> she gives you like a thumbs up and <laughs> scrambles out Skip of the smuggler's hole. So. She has gone to the bathroom now. Right. Yes. The biggest question. <laughs> the, the biggest question. Um so she's up to she's up to date and she she seemed uh, a little skittish of the fact that you guys were just in a firefight, a little uh-huh. worried about people. Also was um still wary of you. You know, a little for no skittish particular around you. reason. For no it's particular fine. reason, is fine. Don't worry um, about it. So, uh, do you want to RP the um, the conversation with yeah, Atlas? Yeah, I do it? actually want to talk to them. Yeah. Um, away from everybody for a moment. Um, so I go over, kind of find Atlas while he's he's tying everything down, and uh, if he's done with the work, yeah. Okay. He's wrapping up. Um. Okay. So. Um, Mission successful, which is good. Well, not completely a failure, but, you know. Sometimes uh, that's what you have to take. And, you know. Got all the cargo, but lost a couple of good men today. Yeah. I did. Tell you, it's a loss for you, for Atlas, for the crew for everyone and you realize that there's only going to be more and part of that part of the reason for that is currently sitting and I gesture down to the truck and then over to the cargo hold all around us and Atlas you can try to hide them very as well as you can but you cannot hide very well it's just it's just not who you are not the best stealth man. <laughs> no, Fair man. Never. And Delia, she thinks on this and she says, 
They were the ones who started it, Alex. You remember? Brought in them guards just when we were asking, we want better facilities. We want protections as workers. And they come to us and hit us, kill us. They fired the first shots there. We're just trying to protect our own. Make a living in this world. If that requires a change of management or who we uh, talk to, well then, so be it. I don't disagree. And all I can hope is that reason remains strong enough for you as the next one dies and the next one. Remember, don't let it harden your heart. If it's going to happen, make sure you have a good reason and not just an old one. She uh, takes like a hard look at you, lays a, a hand on your shoulder. Someday you're going to need to tell me about where you were before, gal. You are too wise a man to okay, be this Okay, well, let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at him. He's so old. No. <laughs> no, uh, I was saying my hair soul. is My hair is greasy. It's not gone. <laughs> it's a, there's a big difference. She gives a hearty chuckle and gives you a good smack on the back. Alex, we'll miss you. We got uh we got some plans lined up with uh, other contractors who we believe can protect us from our old employers. Um you remember the Gold Grove mining? They're gone. They're out of here. We've got some buyers on who wants the rights to these mines and this town. And we believe they're gonna they're gonna come true on those promises. Part of these supplies here are from them specifically. So she gives a nod and um, which part? All of it. They want us safe. They want us to be able to protect ourselves. They just have some interest in the mines is all. Okay. Well, uh, I'm, as you know, not good with one part, but if you ever need a, a set of eyes on a contract, that's important too. That's going to decide uh, when all of those supplies are away and put down. It'll be the terms that you agree that uh, makes your life. So if you need if you need any help, um, try to try to find me. I'll make sure to do that. Thank you, Alex. Yeah, yeah. Um, who's going to be driving your truck? Well, Atlas doesn't know how to drive, so um, <laughs> I think that'll be me. I'll send uh, Atlas up there to take a look on after Mikey. Uh, you guys go on ahead. I'll phone ahead. Make sure they um, are aware that you're coming. Don't uh, shoot you down or anything. We'll take care of your uh, your ship real nice. Fill her up. Patch up some of those holes and make sure you get your just desserts. 
appreciate that. Oh, um, I'll be a little bit die. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> just rewards? Just rewards. Anything with just in it is automatically suspicious. Um, if I may, uh, Delia, I don't know if traveling alone is the safest bet. I don't know if this is just the first wave. If they had more people coming to transport, you can't really take much with just two hover bikes. You might want Atlas with you to provide some cover as well. You know what? All right. You keep a look on after Mikey here. We don't want to drive him back. He needs some looking after. He's got a daughter and wife to think about. Okay. Of course. Oh, well, uh, like old times. If, if we gather and reconvene to, like, discuss what is happening now and the time is right, I would like to ask Delia and Atlas if they want to take any of the weapons with them for the road. <laughs> oh. You guys want any of these? You want a rifle, maybe a syringe? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they both were already um, carrying. Oh, okay. Um, so... That's they don't. Fine, they don't need more guns. More guns. <laughs> Atlas just sort of like problem. scratches the back of his head and looks down, like, "Whatever do you mean?" Hey, boo boo. No, in the crate over here. What are them up here in the baskets? <laughs> <laughs> it's do us. you want them? Bigger than your average gun. <laughs> 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 they're okay. <laughs> okay cool. They they are they are already armed as um as well as they think they need to be. Cool. So um are you guys so they're they're gonna head off or they're gonna take the uh the truck. What are you guys doing? Are you guys going to meet and talk about things for a bit? Are you going to immediately try and just sort of be one on one with them? Are you going to go ahead? I mean they like we can be talking while we're also getting ready to like fly places, right? Multitasking. Yeah. That is what I suggest we do. <laughs> okay. Love me some multitasking. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Are you keeping Claire in the the smugglers' hold? Uh, so Claire, I think, can come out. Yeah. For we now, we're gonna keep an eye on Mikey, though. Yeah. It would very much stink to just have. Done all of that <laughs> just to have somebody be like, also, there's a girl there. Yeah, so I think I'm just going to try and lock Mikey's door from the outside. Okay. If there's I, an outside lock. <laughs> Alex, do you also have like a medical kit? Yeah. Oh, uh, did you sure need to like, like sedatives or something <laughs> in there that you can just Did you need like... to patch him up or do you just want to knock <laughs> no, him No, I handled it uh, on, on Yeah, the he's ground. completely stable. Oh, okay, cool. He's, he's not a... A chance of dying. He's unconscious. Right I have now. fast hands. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> we may not get the result you want, but we'll get there fast. Yeah. Um, Wasn't okay. there a doctor that had like a three hundred percent mortality oh, yeah. rate? <laughs> he did the surgery too fast, <laughs> and like killed both. Uh, a bystander, someone watching died, <laughs> and then also the person who he is working on died. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Good job, that man. <laughs> Absolutely. Go for your goals. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah. It's... So you guys are, are having... Yeah, plan you... is having conversation while 
eventually heading Getting over to Ragged to Springs. Go fly the ship. Does mm-hmm. anybody know where the third guy went? Like the driver? No idea. Which is. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. The guy who wasn't in that truck? Yeah. Mm. Because of the flames were that high, it's a possibility that he was incinerated. In burned to People ash. People just didn't want to check. Mm. <laughs> there was there was nothing immediately apparent left after um, Micah put out the flames. That's but they fair. were burning hot enough to. Okay. Those uh, space engines, they burn. <laughs> they they, they burn hot. <laughs> so. Okay. That's yeah. fine. Well, then, um, we have the ship to ourselves again, except for, and I gestured over to where, wherever Mikey is, uh, vaguely. Um, yeah. We never really discussed payment. They mentioned something else there, but otherwise, they're going to take care of the ship, and we'll uh, take off to Odyssey Army. Is that the uh, plan, goal? Yeah. Get uh, safe. Yeah, I think at least we're, we're trying to get back to... Magalka and see where where we go from there. Yeah. Oh. I would just very much like the ship to not have holes in it anymore. That's about as far as I've got. Yeah. It doesn't actually have holes in it. Oh, That'd yeah. be very bad, but That's yes. True. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. It has been damaged. It is not pristine like my new hover bikes. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. one of them. Are those any good? <laughs> Do we want to keep right. these or sell them? Oh, oh, I absolutely want to try and take this other one out. <laughs> <laughs> Never ridden a bike before, but it seems sick. <laughs> no, it's it's healthy. I'm sure Nona can uh, uh-huh. give you. <laughs> I'm sure Nona can give you a few pointers. It's become very clear that she's very good with a hover bike. <laughs> I'm very good at driving most things. Do you always hit people when you take them out? Because actually, that might not be the definition of a good driver now that I think about it. Well, we did want him to not leave, and I stopped him from leaving. So, mission accomplished. It's a pretty cool move. It worked. Mission accomplished. Yeah. Overall, that could have gone worse. We're still getting paid. Also, um, do we have a... I look over at Claire, who I'm assuming is there. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have a cover story? I I I wanted her. Um, I wanted you to hide uh, because of the uh, the identification. But now that we're here, kind of going around, can we just say that she's your sister or something, like uh Or do we have yeah. something else? I I don't necessarily want to put you back in there if we can help it. I would prefer that. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. I would say my daughter, but I'm not that old, I swear. It's just, <laughs> yeah. oh. No, I mean, if yeah, if you're cool with it, you can say you're my sister. Hang out on the ship still, like, stay kind of scarce, you know. But, yeah, we don't have to put you back in in the hold. She's Ooh. she's nine and goes, uh, yeah, that, that works for me. All we, right. We may desire to come up with a reason why she wasn't immediately apparent. She was taking a nap. First. Uh, just just we checking. didn't. We didn't want her with the the people with the guns. <laughs> that, that's for the good reason. There. I just wanted to make sure we had one. No, you're right. You're very right. Um, Lying is complicated. I have some games on the compad. Have you played like Space Snake? 
Bejeweled. Asteroids. <laughs> that one is not chains and it is thematically appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, cool. If there's nothing else, nope, let's, let's get the shift going. Yep. Turn the keys. So are you guys trying to... Are you guys going to go ahead of um, of Atlas and uh, Delia? Or are you going to uh, sort of try and keep up with them sort of one-on-one in case anything happens? I think that's up to you both. I'm happy to drive us wherever. Uh, I always, I never mind the cautious route. Sounds good. It's awkward if we show up with the stuff and not them. (laughs) Two-thirds of the stuff, too. Mm -hmm. All right, so you you guys are... um, Sticking with them, slowing down to um, a car's speed so you can keep an eye on them in case anything else goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, this It's getting later and later in the day. You guys parked, pro- first arrived at Gal sometime early morning for the planet itself. And as you guys have had quite a full day, it's starting to get into the late afternoon. Um, so as you... You're flying, you finally um, come across the mining town of Ragged Springs, and looks a bit different than Alex remembers it. It's situated in a valley up against a mountain range. The outer rim of the town uh, looks less like a well-kept and oiled machine and more like a war zone. Uh, Walls with scorch marks and bullet holes from small arms fire, and there's rubble scattered about where buildings once stood. You see a a makeshift perimeter wall of debris and scrap managed by a dozen of people and Ursim alike. Uh, Overlooking the battle-licked town, you get a high-pitched message. Delia gave us a heads up while you were coming through. You can land on one of our landing pads. Follow the lights. I do remember that voice anyway. Alex remembers this as the voice of, um, oh God, what's his name? Glank. That's Glank. <laughs> but the city looks different. I don't remember this mountain. <laughs> <laughs> that was not there before. <laughs> <laughs> Came out of nowhere. Are people pretending that this is normal? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys do as the message says. You follow the the pulsing lights, now just barely visible as the sun has started to set behind the mountain range. Um, you find the landing pad and you prepare to disembark. Hooray. So the landing pad is just a fairly wide open space um, for, you assume, cargo sh- um cargo ships alike for taking out the mind um, whatever and moving it elsewhere. And uh, Delhi and Atlas are coming up the they they pulled their truck in at the same time that we were flying over the city? Yeah. Cool. They have to go through the outer perimeter so they have to like the makeshift walls are sort of pulled apart yeah. for them and stuff like that. But yes, you cool. guys arrive at the same time. We All right. should probably let Mikey out of his room if he's, you know, conscious. I mean, he hasn't kicked at the door yet, so he might not be, but yeah, we can go and lock that. He, he, yeah. he is not conscious yet. Fantastic. Excellent news. Um, uh, Alex would figure he'd probably be out for a couple more hours. Okay, cool. Um, so you guys are, are 
disembarking, you are starting mm-hmm. to take cargo off the ship, I would assume, unless you're just like, nah, someone else do it. Where are we yeah, supposed we can to do put that. it? But just, <laughs> <laughs> is there, that's a fair uh, question. <laughs> is there Why a cargo spot? You can load it onto no, sort of the landing pad. Fair. Yeah, that's Alex. Fair. Alex is finding the lightest boxes he can carry because he's already just white. <laughs> <laughs> he's ha- he's only like five ha- five pounds in both hands and shaking. <laughs> <laughs> and as you guys are just sort of. Just, Trying to take things off the ship because you know they don't belong mm-hmm. on the ship. Uh-huh. Like undoing the, the ties so they didn't move around all during. All the space bungees. Yeah, all of the space bungees. Um, you guys see an elderly torque uh, float up next to you. Yeah, I you can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this elderly torque, when I say elderly, that means he has quite a few. Uh, they have a quite a few more crystals than. Do you guys remember oh, what torques are? Yeah, yeah descriptions. Sure. Yeah, the right. goblins. The, the, the crystal goblins that keep growing crystals until they can no longer move and then eventually sort of phoenix size or whatever and come back. <laughs> phoenix, at, don't. <laughs> <laughs> and um, come back as a slightly different version of themselves. Um, you can tell this is an older torque because of the number of crystals that have already sort of started to form on him. And in torque fashion, he has some prosthetics. Um, his torso is attached to what appears to be a flying saucer like things. And um, uh, he has the, the normal two arms, but then also two robotic arms underneath those that are constantly fiddling with the different dials and knobs and uh, controllers on the flying saucer itself, um, piloting him through. And you can say, y- you can hear him squeal. Um, Is that Alex? Uh, Glink, you are looking uh, luminous as always. Well, thank you. <laughs> How are you, my good sir? Oh, you mm-hmm. seem to have found a ship. Yes, uh, it's proved useful in carrying uh, your shit. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> uh, which hand do I shake now? <laughs> the, more than there were before. Oh, you can take this one right here. And he sticks out his, his right hand. I, I take it. <laughs> he, he shakes it quite vigorously, for uh, as vigorous as uh, an elderly torque can. It's got a little, uh, got some holes in your ship there, Alex. Yes, we're hoping to uh, buff those out, pop them open. Uh, Delia and Atlas said that they, would, uh, that they were handling that. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, we f- fill you with fuel. We fix up your ship. And you're good to go. Wonderful, Glink. Wonderful. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. How noisy will that be? I am absolutely uh, exhausted and ready to pass out. Oh, well, it'll probably take about a day. Um, but the refueling itself wouldn't be quite quiet. The... um. The hammers on the hull, on the other hand, might be a little loud at times. Okay. Well, we'll, uh, we'll deal. These are my uh, companions. I'm being very rude. Uh, this is Micah, and this is uh, Nona. Uh, Micah Nona, this is Glank. And he he raises up um, both of his right hands and waves and goes, Hello, <laughs> my name's Glink. I am a torque, as you can see. I am Ragged Springs Mechanic. Nice to meet you. Hey, Glank. I'm a, a human, as you can see. Uh, 
I work on this year shit. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you hate that awkward moment where you get introduced to acquaintances of acquaintances? <laughs> is um is Claire disembarking with you guys? I think that's mostly I, up to Claire. Yeah. I think we recommended before that she stay on the ship, but if she wants to stretch her legs. Yeah. Okay. So she she would probably um hang out upstairs. Makes sense. Uh Glink, in uh, other news, we have uh, two of you on, on board. I don't know if Atlas and uh, Delia included that in their earlier call. Ah, yes. Uh, Noah and Mikey, correct? That's right, yeah. Um, we should probably see Mikey quite soon. His, his wife is worried. Uh, Noah... Um, Arrangements are being made. Of course. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get Mikey home and we'll get we'll get Noah uh, comfortable. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Otherwise, we'll, we'll wait here until our further orders are received. I went French for a little bit. Should I go get Mikey? Yeah. If you if you if you want to, uh, we'll I'll, I'll go. Uh, well, we'll go. Actually, we'll go yeah, I th- I'll, I'll go get Mikey. You guys can stay here. I'll go grab him. Of course, yeah. You, you want a stretcher? I got a floating stretcher. Uh, yeah, sure. And Take he that. um he, he presses some dials on his little spaceship, and uh, a, a a um rectangular stretcher starts to protrude from his flying saucer until it comes more and more out until it's just like a floating. Uh, rectangular stretcher that doesn't require any how, how does hands that, to move it. How does it fit in there? <laughs> did anyway. you have to? I have many to, questions. Did you have to make it quite so phallic when it comes out? <laughs> you like it? <laughs> <sighs> you know, Torque don't have genitalia, so you know we have to sort of make do with pretending sometimes. <laughs> yeah, turns out so do humans. Stretcher, <laughs> Stretcher envy. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll hover it up into the thing and get Mikey out. Yeah, it just it's it's hovering isn't you don't need to necessarily um, control it in any way. If you try and push down on it, it tries to raise up to its original height. If you try and pull up on it, it tries to again go back down to its original height. So yeah, might test it out a little bit. Yeah, probably made of the same sort of equipment that um, he's using to locomote. He, he looks over at uh, Nona in particular, like, hello. Hello, I have many questions. Yes, ask them. <laughs> Tell me about your extra arms. Where did you get those? Oh, well, you see, I was spending so much time controlling my flying saucer that I'm on top of mm-hmm. that I wasn't able to do things with my hands. So I figured, you know what I need? More oh. arms. So I built them, and then I attached them to me, and now he, he gestures with his regular arms, the non-robotic ones. Mm-hmm. I can juggle while I'm moving around. Ain't that crazy? Very. <laughs> Alex just has this dead look in his face <laughs> as he's definitely heard this over and over again before. Not this version, um, but the 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 first 
uh, where the wings glink. Well, yes. The, before the saucer. The, the, the wings did... The, it was hard to hover with wings, mm. you know? You can go... Well, you can fly with wings just fine, but hovering is a lot more difficult with wings. Also tended to crash a bit more. <laughs> you Did you also make this saucer? Yes. Do you like it? Can you teach me how? You got a ear? No. Do, oh. We don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't Apparently think. not. We have maybe a day. We weren't planning on staying very long. No? No, unfortunately. Oh. As much as uh, I've always appreciated your presence, Clink. You lady killer, Alex. <laughs> um, and he looks back at Nona. I can give you the the rough up and down, not necessarily how to exactly make one yourself, but give you an idea of how it works. Maybe yes, over please. drinks or something. Yes, please. All right. Got to unload all of this shit first, though. And he just <laughs> goes off and obviously um, is very one-track minded about <laughs> taking this stuff off now so he can talk about his flying saucer that he's made. <laughs> we are going to be the best of friends. <laughs> so I'll come back out with Mikey at this point. He's like, where, where the fuck do you get? I still have the stretcher. There's a guy on it. It's dick stretcher. <laughs> um, Some people, unbelievable. Don't so, you hate it when a guy just gives you his dick stretcher? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are unloading the cargo um you were moving one one for one sort of with uh the uh the truck with delia and atlas in it so they've arrived now um they've they've come up and they're starting to help you guys unload the cargo as well and it's starting to go to different places probably a warehouse for some places an armory for others. Perhaps some kind of granary. <laughs> <laughs> a warehouse. A store. <laughs> so things are, are, are generally sort of getting unpacked and all of that. Um, is there anything that you want to do as you guys are unpacking things? Not really. Alex, right. Alex doesn't have anything. He's quiet kind of looking around the uh as much as he can see of the of the town mm-hmm. uh from the from the landing pad gonna surreptitiously use some telekinesis to lift the heavier boxes that i can't <laughs> actually lift myself with my <laughs> normal nice. arms love it try and make it to no one but both delia and atlas are aware that you are a telekinetic i think i made some. that pretty obvious yeah, in the yeah. Fight. yeah. <laughs> with the um the telekinetic armory. Yeah. It's a little yeah. bit hard to... Yeah. Which I'd intentionally make visible, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, For intimidation purposes. Yes, and because I think it's cool. <laughs> That's fair. Coolness points. Big factor. So, um, Alex, as you sort of scan the um, the, the town, you notice um, th- there are definitely parts of it that are a little bit more battle-licked than others. Um, there are some buildings that you saw that you remember once stood that no longer stood, particularly your old office building has, oh. it no longer exists is now a pile of rubble. There are some, um, cottages and apartments that seem to have gotten 
some fire marks on them, either from blasts or from small arms fire from like laser pistols. You look farther into the town and it appears about what you would expect um, changing after a couple of months. Um, So the outer rims of the, the town have definitely seen better days, but you notice there are parts of the town that are rebuilding. So it's not like like Normandy in France during World War II. It's not completely and utterly in disarray with fighting constantly going back and forth, but it's it's definitely seen some combat. Mm-hmm. And Delia walks up behind you as Atlas is starting to help unload more and more of the cargo. Gives you a good slap on the back. <laughs> you really need to stop that. It's not my, it's not so much a greeting as a beating. <laughs> You get that uh, elicits a, a chuckle from her, and she um, says, "You guys should uh, come and get a drink with us tonight. We um, we're we're gonna we found out um, as we came in that uh, the uh, the other man that we weren't able to find, uh, Henry Henry Drivet, mm. you, you know him, yeah." Um, we're going to have a little bit of a service for uh, Henry and Noah, and then we are going to get shit-faced drunk at the um, the bar, which is called... called the Drunk Cobra. Yeah. All right. When okay. I perk up. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not much of a drinker, you, you know, this. Um, and I'm very... Surprised and pleasantly so by the warm welcome I've received from all of you, but uh, I'm I'm worried that my being there isn't necessarily the best thing for everybody. I I see what you're saying, but everyone knows the man, Alex. No. They've forgotten the company man. Alex. No. no. There's, uh, there's not uh, as much of a fine line as you think there is. We would like to see you there. I understand if you do not feel comfortable seeing our little town again. Yeah, well, well maybe. We'll, we'll see um, how I'm... I, I don't even know, back problems, uh, feeling a bruise, <laughs> yeah. might have to go lay down, but... Alex, you know, I really think that we ought to honor their wishes. I think they want you to be there. <laughs> really m- mourn with them, you know? I can be there in, in spirit. You and, just want to go get booze. You should listen to Micah I said, there. I can, be very, I can be very sad. Micah, I, like I can the be very sad anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, Micah and Nona, you're free to join us if you'd like to come. Alex, you're more than welcome as well. Yeah. She gives you a one last smack right where you're oh. like, <laughs> my back hurts, so and then walks away oh. with Atlas. I felt that the, one in my lungs. <laughs> <laughs> as the cargo starts to go um, to uh, different places. So, um, yeah, it's 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 sundown now. Like oh, You can barely see the sun anymore. The service is probably going to happen eventually. Um, do you guys want to go to the service? Do you guys? What are you guys doing? Is Claire staying on the ship? <laughs> where does where does is it going? 
Glenk. Glenk. Where does he go? He, um, so the, the landing pad mm. is right off to, um, next to what you would assume to be like a workshop, considering mm. it has the big sign, workshop. But of course, um, he, he's, he got, he went back in there with some of the, the crates probably mm. to sort things out, um, maybe tinker some more. You're not entirely sure, but he's in that workshop at this point in time. You're free to explore the town if you'd like. Um, there is the drunk cobra that people will be going to after, or you could just go to sleep. <laughs> It'd be lame. <laughs> yeah, Alex is, uh, for his part, staying on the ship, um, unless he's, you know, dragged out of there. He's, <laughs> he's not uh, heading much further than, like, the, the landing pad. Okay. I'm going to take a walk around the town a little bit while the service is happening and then make a swift line for the drunk cobra. <laughs> All right. No, no, what are you doing? I mean, I'm conflicted because I really don't want to split the party, but the party's already split, so I'm going to go a third place. I'm going to go hang out with Clink. All right. So um, it's, you have seen more fancy workshops than this. Um, this is uh, definitely down and dirty, covered with oil, but it's, it's got a lot of neat things in mm-hmm. it. And you just see Glink in the, in the back sort of uh, going between tables and moving boxes and hitting things with hammers and just generally tink- tinkering around. And as you walk in, you hear the there's a little doorbell at the top that gets hit as you move and it goes like ding ding ding. <laughs> so you hear from the, the back as as he's doing this. Hello? Who's there? Hi, it's Nona. I was just wondering if I could watch you work. And he just sort of zooms out from <laughs> behind the curtain um that was the back room and comes out into the front area. Like, you wanna see me work? Yes, please. Well, come on! <laughs> zooms on Critical back. Critical learned so much about <laughs> electronics, you guys. It's going to be great. And um, right now, the, the project that he's working on is um, a, a specific type of mining drill that allows for um, basically to vibrate out the ores from huh. the, the rocks itself without having to break away stuff. Um, so he occasionally turns it on and it just, um, just absolutely breaks the table that he's Mm. on and he goes and flips (laughs) out another table and puts it down and starts like, uh, testing again. He he talks to you about, um, how to make ships and, uh, not necessarily how to make ships, but how to repair ships Mm. where things, certain things go. You're sort of absorbing all of that information. (laughs) No, no, we'll remember this. Is there anything in particular you want to talk to him about? Um, not really. I am, I believe this would be probably my first time majorly interacting with a torque, mm-hmm. um, before. So not really, Nona sort of has a fascination with those, you know, um, prosthetic robotic body parts. Yeah. And so like, this is a unique opportunity to just find out as much information about 
everything sort of surrounding that mm-hmm. that is possible. Yep. Um, you know. Cool. And that's just it's a it's a passion of mine. Yeah. And he he's talking to you and he, he occasionally understands that it's a two-way street, so he'll occasionally come back with like um So, Nona, where are you from? Well, that's a great question. Let me look up my backstory. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think we actually ever decided what planet I sort of started on, did we? Oh, it was probably Cass. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, bad case. I'm from Cass. Um, I've been a pilot for two years now, and... I am just really interested in machinery. He leans in. He says, so am I. (laughs) (laughs) You can see sort of like the fire go behind his eyes as he says that. Like, you would think that he is um, undermining how much he actually likes machinery (laughs) with that. Um, So, uh, you guys, like... um, so only uh, a uh, a pilot for two years. What were you doing before that? Oh, you know, I was just around. I had a family to take care of me then. Um, but we lost each other. And I have been working ever since then to try to find them. Oh, he sort of slows down at that. I'm, so, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, we 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 torque. Uh, family's not really a thing for us. It's more communities. But um, I understand loss and losing people you care about. You know. I hope I hope you find them wherever they might be. I'm confident they're out there somewhere. I just need to look in the right place. Well. Go for you, Nona. <laughs> he gives you like a, a thumbs up with his robotic arm because his his um, real arms were busy doing something. Fantastic. Um, yeah, and I would also imagine that, you know, any particular questions I had about like the peculiarities of the ship we're currently flying, the Blue Robin, mm-hmm. like, like, hey, you ever noticed that, you know, you go to, you go to turn on this and there's this, that... That slight hesitation there. Is there any way to fix that? And just yeah. like getting really down into like details about that sort of thing. Yeah. You get the sense that Glank has a very strong, um, he's a very broad knowledge of mm-hmm. a lot of things. And his deep knowledge generally comes from um, like prosthetics, oh, maybe some yeah, like sure. robotic circuitry and stuff like that. In that case, I would love to learn more about those. Cool. Yeah. So he, he, he talks about them. Mm-hmm. He, he even references that, oh, I was trying to build a um, virtual intelligence the other day and damn thing kept failing the Turing test. You know, it like space Turing. <laughs> space, <laughs> space Alan Turing. Yes. No, because you remember the Turing test where, well, I don't know if you know the Turing test, but I think it's the Turing test. Anyway, there's a test where you try and ask a thing. A certain question, and then it answers said question, and then you try and guess whether or not it's a human or it's a machine. Hmm. And people have been trying to get closer and closer to that question, 
such that it blurs the line. You can ask it any number of questions and you would never be able to guess with 100% accuracy whether it was a machine or whether it was a human. That is fascinating. Sure is. So Glink was testing his robot with the Turing test, but he knew it was a robot, so it kept failing. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, even even passing, it's usually, to jump slightly out of character and be a nerd about this for a minute, it's usually about a, like, you're talking to two, one's an actual person, and Mm -hmm. and you have to guess which is which. So really, the best you can get on that is about a 50-50 score. Because, like, otherwise you would have to make yourself seem more human than the actual human. human. So the best you can do is random chance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the idea is, like, um, there's no algorithm that you would be able to find, that you would be able to look down and say, this one's definitely a human or this one's definitely a machine. Mm -hmm. So it, it is getting towards that, 50-50 kind of deal, but like that confidence rate and all that. And my computer scientist is showing. (laughs) It's a little more advanced with the space Turing test. You understand. Right, right, right. right. There's a third component. (laughs) It's Today's episode brought to you by statistics and probability. (laughs) Statistics and probability. Take it. (laughs) You also ask it what... What would it do with a turtle that was upside down in the sun in the desert and all that shit? Mm. That's a Blade Runner reference for those who you're not aware. I like me. <laughs> cool. I the Blade okay. So is that all you want to mention? Yeah, it's, it's literally just hang out, talk shop as much as possible. Cool. Probably in general, try to deflect away from personal questions. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. You know, na- naturally, like you just answer, now ask you a question. And then as soon as can, ask another question about mechanics and electronics. Mm-hmm. So um, that has been, that goes on for however <laughs> long you want it to go on. I feel like Nona could talk about that stuff for I'm a while. I'm planning on just following, I'm assuming he's going to the he drunk is. Cobra later. So I yeah. was just planning on following him there. Meeting cool. back up with my bud. Micah was just walking around the city, checking out the sites. Seeing what there is. I mean, it sounds like it's kind of a, shithole right <laughs> it's there are parts of it that are nicer than others but for the most part it's it's like a, it's a mining town okay. right it's people live grow up and then work at the mines here it's like one of those coal mills like you would find in in pittsburgh in earlier times than these mm-hmm. um uh which is why it was so important for people like delia and atlas to secure the safety um, and better treatment of what effectively everyone ends up doing. Obviously, there are some um, auxiliary jobs like um, Glank, who is a mechanic of some kind, or someone has to teach the children or be a medic of some kind. So, um, But it, it is a functioning town, but it is very much a working town with most people doing one specific job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then it's kind of walk in the streets and I guess the sun's kind of gone down. Um, but yeah, just kind of seeing what people look like if any are walking around. Also keeping an eye out for where those kind of battle scars you mentioned are. It's like how, how badly are these people kind of fucked? Yeah. So just from taking a quick glance around the, um, the city, you notice that 
When it comes to this sector and this system that you're more familiar with, the the ratio to um, humans, ursum, and torque is about in that order. So there are more humans than there are ursum. There are more ursum than there are torque and so on. Um, well, not and so on because that's the end of it. Um, <laughs> but uh, you notice that there seem to be more Ursum here than you would normally think for just like taking a, an absolute like uh, snapshot of a group of people. So it, it seems to be heavier on the Ursum side. Mm-hmm. And you, you see some that have the same features and features as in the white fur as Atlas. So he might belong to a clan that uh, works these particular mines. Um, but you're checking things out. It's it's home for them. It's not the nicest thing, but it's not the worst. Um, so the the sun has gone down. You you check your your synchronized watches to see <laughs> that it is time to party at the drunk cobra. It is booze o'clock. It is booze o'clock <laughs> that I've been waiting for. Clink and and Nona. Um, they they head out and like mm-hmm. oh, time to get those drinks and. You guys head off to the drunk Cobra as well. Alex, you're staying behind in the ship. Yeah, I'm. I'm just kind of hanging out. Um, I might go check on Claire, make sure that she's like okay. Yep, she's just hanging out in her room, reading a book. Okay. Um. So I before before that, there's yeah. um. I'm assuming that Alex is at least kind of familiar with whatever religion uh, is prominent in Gao. Yeah. Just a little bit. I want to. Whatever knowledge I have, um, when I roughly think that the service is going over, I want to offer a prayer to that kind of stuff. Yeah, Alex doesn't have his own religion to, to do that with, but he has he steals uh, others, just steals others, keeps them in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and go find Claire. Um, everything okay? Just just checking in, want to make sure everything's fine. Uh, it's a little quiet, so yeah. Um, where am I, Kanona? Oh, uh, they went on the town to uh, to go look around. Um, have you ever been to a mining town? There's, there's not a lot, but there's a lot of nothing. No. Um, how well do you know Nona? Um, she's been around for a week, as long as I've known Micah. Less long than, longer than I've known you. By, by a little bit, though. And, and you can see that bringing up Nona, it there's something that uh, Claire doesn't like about her. And um, she brings it up again. Um, so as you were able to figure out, I'm, I'm a telepath. Mm-hmm. Um, I can skim the, the surface thoughts of people and Ursum and, and Torque and... Um, it's easy for me. It comes very naturally. When I first found, well, I guess when you first found the three of, first found me, yeah, the three of you, mm-hmm. um, I could read you and Micah. I couldn't read Nona. That's something that's never happened to me before. I don't. I don't know who or what she is, but that scares me. Uh, 
yeah, yeah, I can understand uh, why that would be scary. Um, I personally have never been able to read anybody's mind. So I can't speak to surface thoughts. Has she... She's a little strange, but she's tried to talk to you. Right? She's, she's, she's been perfectly nice. Mm-hmm. She's said nothing wrong, mm-hmm. but I can't get a read on her. And that's something that I've been able to do ever since I've practiced this ability. And it scares me. Just watch her. Okay. We don't have to just watch. We can go talk. And and she sort of like (laughs) retracts from that notion a little bit. You you don't have to. I I can. And if you want to be there when I do, you you can be. If you want to be on the other side of the ship, you can also be there. Um, I I, I understand that, that trepidation. Thank you. First of all, for for sharing that, that uh, uh, I, I kind of like smiled. Like, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I was uh, I was feeling a little, little down in the dumps, but I, I uh, yeah, uh, I feel a little bit better. Um, and you can read my thoughts and confirm that if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> and that 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 gets a smile out of her, and she like looks back down at her bur- her book and nods and says. Just be careful, Alex. Thanks for looking out. Um, so you don't have to. Do you want to head out to the ship, get some fresh air? You've been cooped up in here for, for a long time. I'm worried about you, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> she, she perks up a little bit at that. And it, would it be okay? Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go in. Uh, we'll, we'll go hang out. We don't have to go into the city if you don't want to. Um, it's it's there's not much light in Gauss, so there's a nice view of the stars. Yeah, I would like that. Okay. So, are you guys just going to go sort of on a oh, a walk, sort of around yeah. the, the ship and the the general vicinity of the ship? Yeah, I kind of let I step out of the room and I kind of gesture and I let Claire lead the way off the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I let her walk as far as she wants to. I, I try not to like lead her anywhere. She she's uh, she's in charge of this first excursion <laughs> for sure. That's adorable. <laughs> go on, go look at the outside so, world. Like like a new uh, a, a newborn baby deer. She sort of takes <laughs> these steps out into the the. <laughs> Because you don't you don't know how long you don't know how long it's been since she's been not on a ship, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So mm-hmm. she's definitely taking in and looking at the, the stars that are now more apparent as the sun has gone down, um, and just sort of taking it all in. Not necessarily going much more than like a couple of yards away from the ship at any given time, but just looking at all of the the, the surrounding. Yeah, we can uh, we'll stay out here as long as we need to. Eventually, the others will come stumbling back. <laughs> but uh, take your time. And I just kind of sit down in the bottom of the ramp, and I, I look up at the stars with her. Cool. 
We'll leave that scene to go towards the more rambunctious scene that's probably <laughs> happening party, at party. the um the, the drunken cobra. So what are you guys doing? Um, are you, you guys drinking heavily? Well, that's the plan. <laughs> yeah. um, yes. No, are you also drinking heavily? And not particularly. I am a bit of a cheapskate with my money. But oh. if it's free, then pro- probably, probably mid to low level. But um, I would also like to specifically pay attention to like Clink's level of intoxication. Mm-hmm. And then once he seems like slightly tipsy, I have a question for him. I see. <laughs> So, um, Delia finds you guys and says, hey, your tabs are on me. Go have fun. And smacks you both on the back (laughs) like she does with Alex and goes over to Atlas and a a few other Ursum to sort of just, it it seems just talk about it, maybe relive some of the glory days with, um, with Noah and Henry. So what are you, Glink is, he's, he's down in them. (laughs) <laughs> as well he's, he's just and it also turns out that because he is such a small sort of humanoid that it doesn't require that much in order to get him absolutely sloshed excellent well i'm going to grab a drink and i'm going to go hang out with him i'm going to say by the way do you happen to know anything about dr samantha calvin and you say this to him and he sort of looks up at you very quizzically and oh this is gonna be to try and do like a slosh <laughs> version of this good luck goblin. um how do you know that name i don't know i just heard it somewhere you you mentioned the turing test and i remembered that there was Something she had something to do with robotics, I think, and I couldn't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. What? So we uh, torque. We we like our um our mechanics, our prosthetics, our virtual intelligence. Anything that can be made with electricity and science is fun. And there's been um. An urban legend of sorts about Dr. Samantha Calvin. She um, was one of the first to try and make a true artificial intelligence. Something that was human at its very core, but completely non-human in its structure. She disappeared, though, and was never heard from again. And that was, like, pre-Scream era kind of deal. So, like, she's gone, probably. (laughs) Why do you ask about her? Not many people other than, like, Torks and people (laughs) interested in artificial intelligence even know the name. Oh, well... Like I like I was saying, I'm very interested, similar to you, in all things mechanical, electrical, and I just remember hearing that name, and I was just wondering about because you were saying you were trying to build a partial virtual a virtual account. AI, but yeah. a virtual AI, it's a bunch of if then statements. Uh, it's nothing more than the surface of trying to look 
virtual uh, look like actual intelligence, a true AI. That'd be a lot harder. Yeah. Hmm. Probably impossible. Hmm. Dr. Samantha Calvin, she was the closest one to ever get to that. I mean, are we sure she even existed? Well, Torks live quite a long time. The scream was about 300 years ago. So there's not a Torque alive that would have been alive back then, but uh, information disappears more slowly with Torques than it does with humans. Mm. But if you want to read up on her, probably some pre-tech archive or library you could find that would have some information on her. If she was real, that's where it would be. Hmm. Takes another sip of his... <laughs> um, Robot Sam Adams. <laughs> Robot <laughs> Sam Adams, fantastic. Um, I might just do that, and then I will let the conversation go back to whatever. Cool. Mike, are you doing anything in particular? Gonna go over to Atlas and tell him that he looks like he needs a shot. <laughs> I'm gonna shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, pal. And he... Um, were you offering him a I'm shot? Offering, I mean, it's on the house anyway, so I'm not yeah. paying for it. Yeah, and but I'm gonna. Bring, you guys sort of yeah. s- clink together. The um, what 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 type of shot are you you guys having? Um, space <laughs> space <laughs> potato vodka. Sp- yeah, oh, I love it. <laughs> you guys, whatever they have in this day. backwater town. <laughs> you guys um, clink and you guys take a shot, and there there seems to be like a, just a a lull in the conversation. You know how that sometimes happens in like bars where all of a sudden everything gets quiet for one reason or another and then starts back up. Mm. Well, in this lull, there has been a TV playing on the background playing just general information about like news stories um, and and stuff like that. And you you can hear the TV cut through the noise um, and and the news anchor says, the culprits remain at large with the stolen scrap. Any information you may have regarding these men, please share with the GCPD. In other news, the daughter of Eriko Watanabe, board member of head, board member and head of Applied Technologies of the Beholder Collective, was kidnapped about a week ago from the planet of Cass upon a ship known as the Blue Robin, crewed by a man and two women. A photo of Claire with her piercing blue eyes is shown on the screen. Claire Watanabe is the adopted daughter of Miss Watanabe and her only child. Here is a statement by Miss Watanabe herself. I pray every day that she is still safe. I don't care what it takes. I'll pay anything to get her back. Please, I just want to see my little girl again. The kidnappers were last seen running a spike drive towards the Metanar system and are believed to be refueling somewhere on Gal. A reward of 500 credits is being given out to anyone who gives credible information concerning the whereabouts of Claire Watanabe or her three captors. Here are the sketches of the captors based on eyewitness accounts. <laughs> and on the screen appears semi-accurate sketches of Alex, oh, Nona, come and Micah. On. Come on. People can never get these sketches right. You're I telling just me said now. semi-accurate. Okay. Also, probably the one who gave that information was our employer, who knows exactly what we. I mean, for. no, that's fair. There's also that's Brian, fair. who saw you guys very. Closely. Brian, no, <laughs> Brian, you bastard! You betrayed us. <laughs> the kidnapper. I will have your head, Brian. 
<laughs> the kidnappers are considered extremely dangerous, at least one in their numbers, a powerful telekinetic. <laughs> Approach with caution. Information can be passed on to the GCPD and the information sort mm-hmm. of trails off as the lull comes back on mm-hmm. as the new news anchor goes into the next story. Mm-hmm. And that is where we'll end today's session. Fantastic. Cool, Love man. It. I'm just looking at the stars. <laughs> <laughs> not knowing any of the shit that may be coming. <laughs> yeah. I'll just say like, oh yeah, this is nice. I think, I think my it's next vibing. move is that side step, side <laughs> step door. Yeah, we're just, Run. just gonna kind of lock eyes, like maybe, yeah. maybe another shot, and then we just like, <laughs> yeah. like get out. one for the road, and then. <laughs> oh.